Give to Barrett. Cut back over the middle of the 25 to the 20. Breaks a tackle to the 15. Stop, starts 10 5. Touchdown, Lions. Holy mackerel. Throws end zone. It is caught. What a play back there in the back of the end zone by TJ Hawkinson. You're listening to the One Pride Cast. Welcome to the One Pride Cast. It's another Friday, so you guys are lucky you get a, a brand new podcast. I'm Danny Rogers, and I'm joined by the one and only DetroitLions.com writer. Actually, there's Tim, too. Uh, Mike O'Hara is on here to talk some Ravens football because the Lions host Baltimore this Sunday at Ford Field, 1 p.m. kick. It's going to be a good one going up against an AFC foe. Mike, what are your first initial thoughts on this Ravens team this year well if you just forget this this season just their you know just in general what they've been under under John Harbaugh the head coach just a team that will beat you up on both sides of the ball they really will they haven't done that this year that though this year though if you look at their statistics they're 31st in the league against the pass they're third in the league in the in points given up but they have the eraser, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, and you can turn around, hand him the ball, and then look at your play chart and see what do we do when this is over. Mm-hmm. That's how good he is, and you saw that. Anybody watched the, their game against the Kansas City Chiefs? That's who he is. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's look, they have an identity, they have a culture, and that's going to present itself sometime in this 17-game season. You just don't want it to happen, you know, in Week Three at, at Ford Field against the Lions. You sure don't. Lamar Jackson, quarterback, leads that Ravens team on the ground in rushing. I mean, how difficult is it to stop a dynamic? Is he a once-in-a-lifetime player? Can we call him that? Well, maybe at a quarterback, the way he's doing it. Look, yes. there, there have been guys over the ages who've been – first, it's a little different way they're doing it in this era. It mm-hmm. really is. They're, the premium isn't necessarily on quarterbacks who drop back, pat the ball, and look for the open receiver. It's, you know, it, it, they've opened it up, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Well, there's more athletes now playing quarterback, I think, than, than there have been, or at least different style of athletes. But unique, you know, pretty close. I mean, dictionary definition of unique is one of a kind. I'm not sure he's one of a kind, but he's daggone close. I love it. Okay, how does this Lions defense um, that's a little banged up, a little bruised, especially in the secondary, uh, come out here and, and stop Lamar Jackson? Or not at least, not even stop, but slow him down. Yeah, I'd say slow him down. You're mm-hmm. not going to stop him unless there's an injury or there's, you know, turnovers, you know, losing the ball at the line of scrimmage. But even then, he overcame that last week against, mm-hmm. against the Chiefs. That's how dynamic he is. I think with him... Look, he's going to get his yards running, but don't let him throw the ball. You know, try to keep him. You know, the, what they say, build the wall around him in mm-hmm. the pocket, and make him stay in the pocket if you can. Now, look, it's not easy because at any moment you can play it just right for 56 plays and number 57 touchdown game over. Mm-hmm. But uh, but really try to try, you know t- make make him throw the ball against you more than run the ball against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the philosophy of this Lions defense is set the edge, build the wall. Have we seen strides made towards that philosophy yet? Yeah, I think so. You know, it, it, you know, it's it's amazing to me as many games as I've watched in, in pro football. It's how sometimes how thin the margin is, how slender it is, in what's good and what's bad, and how it defines a team. And I'll go into last week's game with with the with the Ravens, and then the Monday night game for the Detroit Lions. On the Ravens side of it, I think it was a Sunday night game, and they lost the week before in overtime mm-hmm. to the Raiders. And here they are, down to the play of the game. They're leading at one point, and it's it's fourth and 39 inches. I guess that's one meter, right? Mm-hmm. It's fourth and one something, whatever yep. it is. And he gets it, game over. They win. They're one and one, and everything's great. Yeah. If they don't get it, they're 0-2, and, and oh, my God. 
you know, you know, they've made the playoffs what nine times in thirteen years and three mm-hmm. straight, with uh, with Lamar Jackson as the quarterback, and that one play just tilts and tips everything. Now there are a lot of great things that happen. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but that's just sort of how 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 important every single play can be. Flip it around the Detroit Lions, you know, terrific first quarter. Okay, I'm sorry, first half. I had 17-14 at halftime, and all of a sudden they give up on a third and twelve. They give up a 50-yard pass for a first down to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. They score a touchdown. Lions come back fourth and one, don't get it. Bingo, they go the other way on you. Uh, there's a fumble. You know, the quarterback fumbles mm-hmm. the ball on the exchange. Game over. But yep. that's just how, how narrow the margins are for winning, defining a season. You know, 0-2 is a lot different than 1-1, one and one, even though it sounds like one game. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, what, let's, let's flip it around. How narrow and how small of a margin are the Lions from – from getting that first win. Well, that's what kind of I was alluding to with mm-hmm. the, what, what happened against the Packers. They were close, and look, they, they played 30 minutes of really good football. It's never going to be perfect, at least it hasn't been. You know, It's, it's never going to be perfect, but it can be good, and I thought they were good against, against the Packers Monday night. They weren't, you know, they weren't awed by going into Lambeau, and they shouldn't be. First mm-hmm. of all, Jared Goff is to me a better than average quarterback sometimes he's much better than average sometimes he's less than average that's what you get with an ad what i th- call a better than average quarterback mm-hmm. but look playing in lambo so what he's playing the super bowl for pete's sakes he's he's, you know, he's been to the playoffs what three times in four years he's got a one loss record he's got double digit wins he's taken teams to the playoffs he said he said his head coach doubt him and then come back with a broken thumb mm-hmm. and, and get in the playoffs all that kind of stuff so i think I mean, he seems like sort of a quiet, you know, you know, quietish type of uh, type of guy, not a rah rah guy. But I think you know his, his skin is probably thicker than we think, and mm-hmm. and and I think he's done well in the first two two games for the Detroit Lions. Not great, but good. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been the reason they lost. I wouldn't put it on him, uh, even though we put everything on quarterback. So I think <clears throat> I think they're probably getting more than they bargained for from from Jared Goff. <clears throat> Excuse me, at least from on the outside. The, front office and all that they know him from their days together mm-hmm. with the Rams but I think he's done well for the Lions yeah sure thing okay this uh Lions defense will look to slow down a Ravens run game that has led the NFL the last two seasons and they're going to try to do it with Ifatu Melifanwu in the cor- cornerback position he's out on IR after suffering a quad injury against Green Bay and then yeah. of course Lions are looking to trade Jamie Collins senior uh the linebacker there so is the defense thin right now, and who needs to step up again this week? Well, let's start with Jamie Collins. First of mm-hmm. all, I think that I think the head coach Dan Campbell did the right thing by coming out Thursday and addressing the media, just getting Very out in front of it and said, "Look." Mm-hmm. And somebody asked him, "Why are you doing nice?" Because you guys in thirty, you're going to see that he's not here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just telling you right now. I'll tell you what's going on. And I thought it was the right thing to do. Now, I don't think you can open up the, the you know the drape, so to speak, for everything that a team is doing. But when it's as obvious as that, then the word is already out. Go ahead and get it out. Having said that, uh, are they going to trade him? They're certainly trying, but I would, not that I know this, but my guess is just in the experience of being around that Jamie Collins has played his last game in Detroit. I mean, why would they Why would they make this announcement mm-hmm. if they had any intention at all of bringing him back? And just watching, you know, watching the game, you know, uh, Monday night, he just, he looked like to me like he struggled. It looked like he was overmatched physically and, and against some plays, like the one run to the corner for the touchdown. He just couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, and maybe even in his, as, in his youth, he couldn't have gotten there either because, you know, running back against a, a big linebacker, that's not, that's a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. There's some things, you know, the, 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 the competition was won when the gene, in the gene pool, 
and it just you know he just couldn't couldn't make that play. Now we'll see what they do with with a couple of a couple of young running back. I'm sorry, a couple of linebackers in uh, Derek Barnes, kid from a fourth round draft pick from Purdue, and then Jalen Reeves Maben, who's I think his fifth year player from Tennessee. He's been a great special mm-hmm. teams player for the Lions, a spot player defensively. Here's his chance. And everyone is so excited to watch Derek Barnes get out there and run around on the field. And so am I. And you know, but but I was talking to Tim Twentyman, my writing partner mm-hmm. here at DetroitLions.com, who does 95% of the work. Yes, so when I say exactly. partner, it's not 50-50. Right. Okay. Well, it's maybe not 95, though. 90. Thanks. You're welcome. But, <laughs> thanks again. <laughs> but uh, but I'm excited to see, see uh, Derek Barnes. And I thought to myself, but why? He's played five snaps. That's what I'm saying. Why? So why am I, you know why I am? Because it's the other guy. Mm. And, he, and he's a rookie, and, and we like it, shiny things, don't we? Yeah, and I liked, yeah, and I liked, uh, I liked some of the stuff I saw from him in in, in, in uh, training camp and in the preseason. Well, he didn't play a lot because he was he'd been rehabbing an injury, but I think he's got something really. Do I think they traded up in the fourth round for a reason to get him? Not that every you know, not that every draft pick is. is it, it, it pans out, but I think he's he's seen something. You know, you look at his background at at Purdue, Danny, and he was a. He was a rush defensive end for, I think, his first three years, moved to middle linebackers fourth year, and absolutely just stood out. He really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I kind of wonder why was he there in the fourth round, but he's, he's got a lot of natural ability and a not natural athletic ability that in this day and age, I think playing even middle linebacker, the old days and when I grew up with a middle linebacker who was just the, the beast in the middle, pretty much those days are gone because you got to be able to get sideline to sideline to make plays just the speed of the game and the you know five receivers and you know running backs out in the slot and all that got to be athletic to deal with all that stuff and I think Derek Barnes physically gives them a better chance to deal with it Mm -hmm. so we will see Reeves Maven and Barnes step up into that linebacker position who filled the void in that secondary for the second straight week? Yeah, and you're already down one with, mm-hmm. with, uh, Jeff, with, Okuda. with Jeff Okuda mm-hmm. goes down. And a uh, poor guy, look. I know. First game of the season, he had, he had, his rookie season was a wreck mm-hmm. because of the COVID, and he got hurt, and he played, tried to play hurt, ended up playing nine games with, five, you know, I think it was five starts. So yep. is that a really a true rookie test? No. Mm-hmm. And then this year, in great shape, really is. Had a nice, <coughs> excuse me, preseason. Mentally. Look, seemed to be great. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no lack of effort on his part, mm-hmm. no lack of preparation. Had one misplay in the opener, and the world descended on him. He's, for some reason, we seem to be blaming him for being picked third by the Lions. It didn't draft himself, Mm-mm. okay. But I, I think he's got a future here. But now with the Achilles, we'll see what happens when he comes back in right. in 2022. And for the Detroit Lions, 2022. That might as well be, be 30, 33 oh, or whatever. Yeah, we you just know, need to get through this week, Mike. Get through this week and get mm-hmm. through this season. And, and you know, uh, Price, I don't know how much has he played. How much has he played cornerback? He's a converted mm-hmm. converted safety. Uh, it, he's really number three on the depth chart as is, is a converted safety. So am I expecting a lot? Well, yeah, it's pro football. You right. know, get dressed up, you're out there, play. But, but it, I think it'll be hard for him. I really do. Mm-hmm. AJ, AJ Parker, the rookie, yeah. will be – Will we see some more snaps from him? Yeah, I think so. Well, he's got to. I mean, you know, when, when somebody steps up from, like, saying being the nickel back to being a starter, then somebody to the sixth guy steps up to be in the fifth, and mm-hmm. then the seventh guy becomes the sixth, and all that. And so you're, you really there's a trickle down effect there. Of, I'm not saying you're getting lesser athletes or anything like that. But you're probably getting lesser at the very least or very most, whichever way you want to look at it. You're getting guys who've been lesser preparation. Correct. And really, if they had the ability to begin with, they'd be playing. So it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a tough thing, you know. But look, Aaron Glenn, I think is going to be a great coach in this league. 
as an, a defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. He played 15 years at cornerback in the National Football mm-hmm. League. He'll figure this out. Just give him time. He will. And he, his biggest thing is improving every single day, chipping away at something different every day. And he believes his defense has done that. So what strides do we need to see out there on the field against the Ravens to know that they're chipping away? Well, I think the run defense has been pretty good through the first two games. I really do. That was, uh, look, first of all, let me just back up. The defense that this 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 group inherited from the previous regime was historically bad. Now, look, I'm not going to dump on them over and over and over again. It's not like they didn't try and work mm-hmm. hard and all that. It just didn't work. Right. And so this really is, they've tried not to use the word rebuild. It is. Let's face it. It is what it is. Now, is it a complete rebuild? I don't, maybe not complete, but pretty, but close enough, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you, you, you want to get turnovers. You want to get interceptions. You want to get big plays. But you also want to make the small plays. If you don't make the small plays, you're not going to make the big ones. And I thought they kind of let down a little bit against, well, I don't mean in terms of effort, but kind of let down in that regard in the open against San Francisco. I think they were better last week against the against the Packers, especially especially against the run, but they ran into Aaron Rodgers, and that's not the guy you want to run into, nope. especially on his home court. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, let's get your bet MGM score prediction pick of the game. What you got? Well, why do you think I would know this, by the way? Can I ask you? <laughs> okay, because I do. Look, I think this is the first two games. I've taken the Lions with the points both times, and I think you know, won the first one against the, against the 49ers. Eh, kind of got out of hand last week, and so I threw away my coin. I'm not going to flip it anymore. I'm going to really try to use some brain power on this. Mm. I just really think if you look at the, like I said right at the start of this, Danny, about the you know, the, the, the slender margin that, 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 that really decides games sometimes and, can just, and consequently can decide an entire season. Look, we're not at that point, but we're really at a point where the Detroit Lions need a win. I think there's... You know, uh, Dan Campbell talked about that on, on Thursday when he talked to the media about the urgency of winning a game because it really solves a lot of problems. It eases a lot of pain. Now, you can't just say, hey, guys, go out and win. We need it. Of course you need it. That's mm-hmm. But I think there's some things happening with the Lions. I think they're playing a little bit better. Unfortunately, you know, t- took a hit there defensively. It's not going to make it any easier. But... You know, I look at the you know I look at the Ravens, and much as I admire them and their head coach John Harbaugh, this isn't the same same Ravens team. They've had injuries. They've been really been hurt. You know, they're thirty first in the league in, in passing yards given up. That's you know second worst if you want to get it down to it. Mm-hmm. Much better against the run, but I just think and the Lions haven't been great statistically either. So I'm not saying it's a one sided uh, thing there, but I think this is a game where the Detroit Lions can get out and. And I think they can run the ball, even though that's the strength of the Ravens' defense. But I think that's really the strength of the – I think that's the bedrock of the Detroit Lions' offense if they ever get it together. If they can play – you know, stay in the game early, stay in the game late, you're going to see DeAndre Swift and and Jamal Williams really get some runs and and a short passing game and all that. Having said all that, I like the Lions to keep this close. It's an eight, eight, eight-and-a-half point game, something like that. I've seen it as high as Mm -hmm. nine-and-a-half. This is purely – mind betting I'm not using my own cash or anything like that or the black chips or the green chips yeah, at, sure. at, mm-hmm. at MGM but 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 bet MGM I, I think take the Lions take the points I see it 30 28 30 28 Ravens but the Lions will be right wow. there I call this one what a white knuckle flight right to the end I like that I like that high scoring game I think it's gonna be high scoring as well all right Mike thank you very much for joining the one Pridecast. Uh, what's your Twitter handle let's give you a, t- a shout out on Twitter is it Mike NFL Oh, you don't even know. Oh yeah, my, I do, folks! I he do. doesn't it's, know it's what his Mike Twitter O'Hara is. NFL. Mike O'Hara NFL. 
And the reason it's Mike O'Hara NFL is not because I'm, I, but there's so many other Mike O'Hara's. There's a lot of, my dad's name is Mike. I get that. Yeah. yeah. There's just, O'Hara's not really a popular name, but for some reason, every O'Hara is on Twitter. Just the worst. All right. Thank you, Mike. One podcast. We'll be right back. Rory's Cub Club registration is back open for the 2021 season. Get your children in the official Detroit Lions fan club for kids up to age 14. Each Cub Club registration comes with a membership kit filled with one-of-a-kind Detroit Lions items, plus exclusive events and ticket discounts. Visit DetroitLions.com slash Cub Club to sign up now. Danny Rogers back here with the One Pridecast. This week I sat down with veteran defensive lineman Nick Williams to talk this Aaron Glenn defense and how it fits his playing style. We also talked the Ravens and what it's going to take to get that first win under Detroit's belt. Nick, the philosophy of this defense under Aaron Glenn, it's physical and they want to build the wall. How much does that fit with your playing style? Oh, well, I mean, I came from Chicago, so Chicago was known for defense. So uh, whenever AG came in here and he was like, we want to build a build a wall up front, that kind of resonated with me. Mm-hmm. How do you... How do you build the wall? How, do, how does it all come together for you guys? I mean, it's just technique, just uh, throughout the week, uh, knowing what we have to do uh, to win the game. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to get our first win, you know, and uh, that's on us as a defensive front. It's a front seven, so we know a lot of, a lot of stuff goes through us, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we'll take that on. And it's just through preparation throughout the week. How much is it on your mind to get that first win? Do you put a lot of pressure on that? I mean, heck yeah. I mean, you, we're, we're, we're not paid by the hour around here. We're paid by the wins. Mm-hmm. So uh, to get that first win, and they come in bunches. Mm-hmm. So we need to get that first win, and we will. Mm-hmm. You know, we will, and uh, we just got to put the time in, put the work in, the effort in, and uh, it'll come. Your second quarter sack there against Green Bay in week two was a big momentum shifter. How do you continue to build off big plays like that? I mean, just trying to do something to help the team win, you know. Uh, how, how do I build off of it? Just put the work in throughout the week and practice, uh, continue to put myself in situations, and the coaches put me in those situations to be able to help this team have success. Coming into your That's ninth said, season right? in the league, how crazy does that sound? I mean, it sounds crazy, especially a guy from uh, Sanford University, D1AA school. It's a lot of D1AA players in the league, successful D1AA players. And, uh, I mean, it just sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Going up against a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, having spent almost a decade in this league, how difficult is it to slow down a quarterback like him? At the end of the day, it's not about Lamar Jackson. It's about us. You know, we got to put the work in this week. Uh, we know that games in this uh, league are lost more than they won by you, you know, by us. So, uh, at the end of the day, we're focused on what we can do to uh, better help ourselves win this game. When you've got a veteran like Michael Brockers, uh, lining up by you too. How much can you feed off him and, and everything he's learned and uh, just his veteran experience as well? I mean, he's played a lot of football in this mm-hmm. league. You know, uh, I've kind of followed his career. You know, good D linemen, you follow them and you're actually fans of them. You know, uh, you kind of follow them along their careers and he brings a lot to the table, brings a lot to this defense. I'm excited to work with him every day and I can learn a lot from him. Mm-hmm. How quick really is the turnaround going from Monday Night Football into a, a regular week where you get one last day to prepare for a team like Baltimore? Uh, that's just the job. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the nature of the beast. Uh, at the end of the day, we know what we have to do. 
uh, whether it's rest recovery, um, whether it's putting in time, work time in the classroom to uh, understand the game plan better, what we need to do to have success Sunday. But that's just the nature of the beast. We just roll with it. How much would you like to see the defensive side of the ball grow here in week three against the Ravens? Uh, you got to, in this league, you got to have a short-term memory, mm -hmm. you know, coming off a loss. We're not down at all. I know I heard uh, somebody said we had like one of the youngest teams in the league. But at the end of the day, this is a business. It's a job. Uh, we're here to do a job. We're not here uh, by coincidence. Uh, we're here because we belong here. And at the end of the day, I know those guys will uh, get the job done. Yeah, you being a veteran, leading a very young defense, specifically in that secondary. Yeah. Uh, how do you just channel your veteran experience to really pull the most out of those young guys? I mean, just leading by example, mm -hmm. you know, coming to work every day, you know, kind of no BS period when it's time for it. You know, uh, you can have fun in this league, but you're always having fun when you're winning games. Mm -hmm. So until you get that win, you're not truly having fun. But at the end of the day, uh, we know we have young guys, but I kind of channel that by saying, hey, this is how I come to work. This is what I do. You know, whether it's uh, talking to guys like Levi, Aline, mm -hmm. those younger guys on, along the defensive line, uh, I kind of show them what I do throughout the week and they come along with me. Show your Lions pride by going authentic with gear from shop.detroitlions.com. For a great selection of t-shirts, hats, jerseys, and novelties with convenient flat rate shipping right to your doorstep, visit shop.detroitlions.com, your 24-7 home for Lions gear. The head coach, Dan Campbell, joined me this week to talk the growth and encouraging bright spots he's seen from his team so far and what they need to take with them into a week three matchup against Lamar Jackson and his Ravens. Coach, you said after the game, when the lights come on, you figure out a lot about your team. Two weeks down, how much have you learned about your team so far? Yeah, well, I, look, I learned that uh, we can do some things right in critical times of the game. We can find a way to improvise at time, make plays. I also learned that uh, we're not as consistent as we need to be. Uh, when we get in those criticals, which showed up in the second half. We just got to continue to be more consistent throughout the whole game. Mm -hmm. Two weeks down as a head coach of the Detroit Lions, how much have you learned about yourself so far? Uh, look, I, I don't know if I've learned anything new about myself. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that I was prepared to be 2-0, and and, but, but I was also prepared to be 0-2 if need be, and that's where we're at, and that's okay. I mean, it's, it's not where we want to be, but I know how to get out of this mess, and you just got to go back to work. Mm -hmm. You said you don't want anyone sulking. You don't want bad vibes. Everyone come in. We're going to get this, this thing uh, turned around. You're going to find solutions. So how do you infuse that mentality, and is it difficult right now at this point? Yeah, no, I don't think it's difficult. I mean, it, 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 uh, it doesn't taste good, and it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. um, you know, nobody likes to lose. And, but I know this, negativity is going to get you nowhere. And so I think they need to know from me that I have solutions and answers and, and – uh, they need to know that those those answers, they start with me, but they go to them and they have to be part of the solution as well. And so let's find ways to play better. Let's let's look at ourselves and how do I make my own game better that's, that helps my teammate and helps his team ultimately. You said Tuesday night you're able to sit down with your coaching staff, really sit down and figure out what pieces are going to be a part of here in week three. So what was the biggest emphasis that was brought to the table when you're able to sit down with your coordinators and your staff? Yeah, look, I, I think that getting uh, 
you know, getting Swift more involved certainly plays into that. You know, now that I know he's been coming back from these groins, you know, uh, he's kind of been in a good place after two weeks. And so getting him a little more involved, we got to find more creative ways to get Hawkinson the ball. But I think also is we got to figure out who we can lean on at receiver. You know, is it Q? You know, Q's a young guy. He made some plays, and then there were some plays that, that you want him to win on. But he is growing and getting better, you know. I think Leaf. I think we can get Leaf the ball a little bit more. So identifying that, I think Derek Barnes and Reeves Maven need to play a little bit more, you know, at inside linebacker. Um, and then we're going to let Bobby Price go, you know. I mean, he's a young guy. He's next man up if he's down. And so, um, listen, the world keeps going, especially in the NFL. Create a fun, unique, and unforgettable outing for a group of 10 or more at the next Lions home game. Visit DetroitLions.com backslash groups to purchase or contact us directly at 313-262-2222 to save on ticket prices, get priority locations, and receive a group giveaway item. Lions host the Ravens this Sunday, 1 p.m. kick at Ford Field. In case you missed it, everyone's favorite running back, Jamal Williams, has his very own show now, Jamal That. It's a thing of beauty and incredibly educational. Check it out. Sweaty because of a practice, a little glistening. Your boy has a TV show now. I guess people want to hear what the swag daddy thinks. <laughs> You're lucky because your boy only talks to himself. We probably gonna do this uh, a couple of times. I'm not. I'm not sure, but more than five. Ah, I got you, Zila. I'm gonna keep you. Just know, more than five. You gonna get more than five Jamals. Why they gonna just come up and know it? Shut up, Jamal that's here. <laughs> this is Jay, Jay Bug, Jamal Williams, Jay Swag Daddy, First Swag, Cosmic Guy, Baby Jay, Jay Man, Jay Man, Shiny Man, Jamal all that. <laughs> that they slap. But yeah, your boy got a show. I'm grateful for this opportunity. You get to hear what Jay Bug want to talk about. If you got any topics, I probably might not look at them, but I might look at them. We're going to talk about best animes. The worst animes, shoot. Why you should get with a dude that like anime, girls. I'm telling you, the nerds is where it's at. You gonna want that nerd around, cause we know battle. Yes, we do. <laughs> Say three dudes come around, your boyfriend come out with that flaming jutsu, fireball, hit him with that. You know, like we ain't gonna be afraid. We watch too much anime. We used to people one against four. One against five, but get you a nerd. Nerds is where it's at. One, we got our stuff together. Best believe. Two, we're very motivated. Three, we'll always be ourselves, which means we're gonna be the nerd. Oh, he's a nerd. He can't do nothing. He's scared. Huh? Psych. We about that action. I just seen my boy T.J. Lane. Didn't even know it was him when I first seen him. I, I seen him, I was like, hey, how you doing? You new here? You about to play? He looked at me like, nah, I'm TJ. I was like, Lane? He's like, yeah. 
cool dude. Honestly, great dude. I honestly like him. I wish I could play with him because we would have some fun, honestly. And I heard that he had a TV show. But, you know, it's not going to be like the swag daddies. <laughs> we about to get, I wouldn't say too wild, but we going to get wild. TV wild. Ha <laughs> ha. Just remember, I already guaranteed you're going to see me more than five times. Five episodes. Be ready for the swag daddy. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the One Pridecast. A new episode drops every Friday.